It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 26, 2020. It is about 11 a.m. We're about five hours away from tip-off of Game 4 of the Orlando Magic Series with the Milwaukee Bucks, so I will be as brief as I can. I just want to make sure I get this quick bite to you before Game 5 of today's series. Uh, we'll talk all about Game 5, of course, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll recap that game and pro- and hopefully not, but possibly look forward to the offseason. Either that or look forward to Game 6. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the, covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks before today's Game 5? Check out Locked On Bucks. Want to sneak a peek at the Miami Heat? That kind of rhymed. Check out Locked On Heat. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, there's a Locked On Podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for a Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. I personally cannot speak more highly about Built Bar. I I am still getting used to working out more regularly. It's part of my personal plan to better my health and all that. And getting into the world of protein bars can be a little bit daunting. Every protein bar that I've ever had, um, you know, either tastes too chalky or nutty or um, they, you know, say they taste like peanut butter or they say they taste like chocolate, but it just tastes a little bit off. Or it just feels like the bar you're eating is a meal replacement bar rather than something just to supplement you and give you a little bit of energy after a workout or, frankly, as a supplement to a meal that that may not have the protein that you need. Built Bar, I can tell you from experience, is completely different. It is a truly is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is a, it is a bar that I look forward to eating. I just finished up one of my boxes. I'm getting ready to order more because I love this product so much. They come in 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, some that I am really looking forward to trying, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and carrot cake. Yes, I like carrot cake. Don't don't sue me. They also come in the 12 original flavors, which include German chocolate, which I absolutely love, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, and peanut butter brownie. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy and the perfect snack for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Check out the flavor profile on one of their new bars, the Cookies and Cream Bar. 17 grams of protein. You think cookies and cream, you think it's going to be full of calories. Wrong. 130 calories. Just 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. It comes with all that protein, 17 grams of it. 
that you need to re- replenish yourself and frankly supplement any meal that you have. It is the perfect snack. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Like I said, I'm coming to you a little bit late on this game day of Game 5. Um, it is about I'm recording this at about 11 a.m., so tip-off is at 4 o'clock today. Don't have that 1 o'clock tip-off, which is kind of nice. Um, 4 o'clock tip-off today, um, and obviously there is a lot going into this game. The Orlando Magic shot their shot in Game 4. They played a heck of a game, very intense, good energy. They executed very, very well, except for 4 minutes. And those four minutes were the decisive minutes. The 18-2 run that Milwaukee used to take a three-point deficit, three-point lead, and turn it into a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter. Credit to the Magic. They cut it down to seven, but unfortunately did not have the firepower. And when you're playing from behind against the Bucks, you tend to dig yourself a deeper hole as you try to get yourself out of it. That is just how things go. The Magic have said this throughout the entire course of the series that they cannot play from behind. They have to start the game off well. They have to play from ahead if they want any chance to win. And that's been true. Game one, they played from ahead. They had the lead for almost the entire game. They never really gave it up. Game two, three, games two and three, they fell behind in deep holes early on. Game four, they were in the fight the entire way, but they were still climbing uphill for most of those games. And eventually the, the hill became too steep. It's like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. The question that the Orlando Magic have to face is whether Game 4 was indeed their best shot, whether they put everything they had into Game 4 and don't have anything left. Um, You see this often in series like this. I could think of, uh, you know, a couple, the the, the 2007 series against the Pistons. The Magic put a lot into Game 3. They still fought really hard in Game 4, but the Pistons were ultimately too much in that four-game sweep. The Magic, though, will have to find those reserves. And honestly, you know, you talk to the Magic, you listen to the Magic, they feel still fairly confident, I have to say. They know they face a tall task. They know they face a daunting task. They know they have to be sharp. But they also know that they've made mistakes that cost them. It's, you know, Milwaukee's done a good job defensively to force some of these mistakes, but they've done the mistakes. The rebounding has been Statistically okay, actually, but you can see in the key moments. Again, the margin for error is so small. Every mistake is amplified. The Magic have given up key offensive rebounds at key moments. They've turned the ball over at key moments in, in Game 4 especially. Six, uh, 16 turnovers for 17 bucks points. Orlando's done a good job getting back in transition and limiting Milwaukee's fast break, which has kept this series probably closer than it, than it should have been. Um, but... But they're still giving away possessions. It is these secret possessions, these secret points that prove to be the difference in Game 4. The bottom line, though, is this is not the time for drastic change for the Orlando Magic. Facing elimination, facing the end of their season, this isn't the time to throw stuff against the wall. This isn't the time to go flailing and flinging. And honestly, I think that was one of the problems at the end of Game 4. Steve Clifford deserves some criticism for his tactical decisions at the end of Game 4. Playing DJ Augustine and Marco Fultz together while a successful lineup in the regular season, go look at the numbers, was miserable and has been miserable in this series. It has been a matchup that the Bucs have been able to target. And whatever offensive benefit it gave Orlando during the season, and it did on both ends actually, 
It is not giving them the benefit today. It is not helping them in this series. Finishing that game with an all-offense lineup, and again, I know the Magic would typically close with Terrence Ross in the lineup instead of James Ennis, or Gary Clark for that matter. Finishing with that all-offense lineup ultimately hurt the Magic. The Magic made mistakes. They took some quick shots. They took some bad shots. They missed key shots that they needed to make that would have stemmed the tide. Playoff series and playoff games really do turn on two or three plays. Magic stopped that run on, on, on Monday and win game four. We're in a 2-2 series. And the difference between a 2-2 series and a 3-1 series is astronomical. It's really just two or three plays that tip the, tip the balance in a, in a game like this, in a series like this. This is playoff basketball, honestly. Um, honestly, that's been the difference between this year and last year is it feels like a real playoff series where there's adjustments being made and, and there's a real battle and a push and pull. It was nice to be angry at the refs on, on Monday night. Monday night. But Orlando still has so much work to do. Orlando still has a lot to do. They have to be so sharp and so perfect. And in this situation, it is not the time, again, to change everything up. Terrence Ross will not start. That's not Steve Clifford's philosophy. Ross is very comfortable in that role off the bench. He's not going to change that. As much as it might frustrate some Magic fans, as poorly as Evan Fournier has played, Steve Clifford's going to continue to trust him. Because he's proven time and time again this season, over the course of a longer season, that he is dependable and can be counted on. Again, he struggled a lot in Game Four. I, there's, there's no denying that. No one can deny. No one can hide from that. And perhaps, perhaps, if Fournier again struggles in Game Five, he gets a little bit of a quicker hook. But again, Fournier has built up a lot of trust with how he has played. Nikola Vucevic has certainly built up that trust too. The only change that I might make is the change that we've been calling on forever. Hand Markel Fultz the keys. Let him drive this car. Time to take the training wheels off, perhaps. Those kind of decisions are the ones that change. But not the fundamentals of who this team are. They can't just start jacking up threes, which was certainly something that they did in Game 4. They can't suddenly become a different defensive team overnight. Elimination games are when you have to be the best at what you're the best at. This is the gut check time. This is the time to show to, to just rely on who you are most. You're not going to get a huge change. I mean, maybe Aaron Gordon plays. It doesn't look like he will because uh, the hamstring injury is, is keeping him from running. But you have to be who you are at this point. And you have to go down fighting and swinging as who you are. This Magic team has struggled with its identity throughout the season. Injuries have gutted this roster. We've seen that play out in the playoffs as much as anywhere else. But they are a strong defensive team. They are a disciplined defensive team. They're a disciplined, if not sometimes frustrating offensive team. And so the keys to a victory for the Orlando Magic are very much the same as they always are. They have to move the ball. They have to get into their offense quickly. They have to avoid turnovers. They have to rebound well. They have to make it hard to score on them. The Bucks have found a fight in this series. Certainly a fight that I don't think they expected. I think they expected a little bit of a waltz through this series, especially with how injured the Magic were. And frankly, after their experience last year with another injury, injured Detroit Pistons team. 
They broke the Pistons' will. This Magic team has not broken. In fact, like I said, this Magic team seems like they feel it's their mistakes that are costing them this, this series. Not the Bucks. Again, they give the Bucks credit for playing well and, 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 and creating some of these mistakes. It's not like they disrespect their opponent. But they feel so wholeheartedly, it feels like, that they are the ones costing themselves these games. That they can truly make some adjustments and changes to be better and to get better as this series goes on to compete and win this series. It's not over after all. But facing elimination, facing the end of your season, facing your team's death, because every year is different, as Steve Clifford likes to remind us. You have to recommit to who you are. And you have to be the best version of you. Don't try and be anyone else. Don't try and do anything so out of the norm. There are little tweaks and adjustments, of course, as there are in any series. But you have to be committed to you. And if the Magic do that, if the Magic play their brand of basketball, the brand that got them to this point, if they are committed to the things that make them a playoff team, then they will have a chance to win Game 5. It will not be easy. The Magic have such a small margin for error. That has been so apparent throughout this whole series. Every game against the Bucs this season has gone essentially the same way. The Magic compete for a little while. The Bucks go on a big run for three, maybe four, maybe five minutes. And the Magic either scramble to get back or it's too late. The Magic need a 48-minute effort of their Brown and basketball because they've proven that when they play that way, they can compete with this Bucks team. And honestly, with the way this Bucks team plays, with how good this Bucks team is, even if the Magic are at their best, that may not be enough. But what matters at this point is that you play who you are. You play that as best as you can. You play that to its max. And if you go down fighting that way, there is certainly no shame in it. Tip-off today is at 4 o'clock. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I wanted this to be a short episode since I was recording late, but I wanted to make sure I get a little bit of a bite out there for you before Game 5. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter uh, at philiprr underscore md. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, we have a lot of content coming up today heading into Game 5, partially why I'm recording so late. You can find us uh, at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at OMagicDaily for updates during the game. If this is the end of the season, I want to thank everyone for coming along on this journey uh, to through the playoffs, a long, long journey. We'll have plenty more to say about that in the offseason, but here's hoping that the next time we talk, we'll be talking about a magic win and looking ahead to Game 6 on Friday. So until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Rossenreich. I'll see you all again for another episode of Locked on Magic. 
You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.